Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Go Up Podcast Edition. Where we explore the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We're your hosts. I'm Dean. And I'm Kritas. And Kritas, yep. today, hmm. we're going to talk about rest. Oh, it was good because, you know, oh, it's January. That's right. The time of hibernation. It is the time of hibernation. <laughs> That's right. You know, funny. Today, I just watched a reel of a bear emerging from hibernation. Ooh. It crawled out of a cave. And shook off a bunch of fluffy hair on Winter the ground. Winter fluff. Winter fluff, Was yeah. it a magical moment, Dean? I think so. Okay, I went to an amphitheater show at a campsite. You know how they have the ranger right. giving you the little mm-hmm. lesson? When you have kids, you go to a lot of amphitheater shows. And she told us that most animals that we think hibernate aren't actually technically hibernating. Like if you went into a bear's cave and you kicked him and shook him really hard, he'd probably wake up and eat you. But there's this type of ground squirrel... This squirrel actually hibernates. You could take it out of its little burrow and you could juggle it. You could throw it back and forth and it wouldn't wake up. They actually go into a legit sleep. Okay. But apparently the bears would wake up if you juggled them. (laughs) Don't want to do that. So no bear toss between. (laughs) No. (laughs) So Kratos, the title of our podcast today, Mm. Easy Peasy Lemon Squeezy Kingdom Rest. Mm, Yes. Because a few weeks ago you had mentioned this quote that you read. Yep. Why don't you read that? Because it's so good. And it'll kind of set up the feel. This is from Fiorella Giordano. Good name. Good name. I appreciate a good name. (laughs) She is uh, an emerging prophetic voice. And she says, God has been emphasizing to untangle from toil and every ministry modality that is tethered to toil. Flow and rest is the decree of heaven over us. We are not a generation called as a seed to martyrdom. Instead, we are a generation that will embody immortality. As we enter 2024, shake off the dust of toil from your life. Life abundant is your portion. I like that. Shake off the dust of toil. That's right. Whoa. Shake it off. Yeah, because where did toil ultimately come from? We know where it came from. We're going to talk about that today. Womp, womp, (laughs) womp. Way back in Genesis. Way back. Your favorite book. Yes, my favorite book. Is it your favorite or just one on the top? One of the top 66. How many books there are in the Bible? Woo! Right. So if you enjoyed today's conversation, consider hitting like and or subscribe. If you want to be notificated, hit the notification bell. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. And there's also share. It helps if people share. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Yep. And our website. Let's go up.us. That's right. Because mm-hmm, we're in this together. That's right. It's glorious, rest-filled, toil-free life. That's the kind of life we're in together. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good. Hibernating. No, we're not hibernating. <laughs> Greatest, if you haven't noticed, we're in the studio. <laughs> hmm. Okay, Dean, so we are nearing the very end of January. Yes. And so people's resolutions, you know, that day of resolution death, all those days. That was a couple of weeks ago. (laughs) So if you're still holding on strong, well done. But do you notice even our resolutions for New Year's tend to be tied to toil and work and effort? (laughs) Yeah. Good intentions. Don't last for long. Yeah. (laughs) And then we go back to it again. It's also a time where a lot of people are going back to work after the holidays. Mm. If I have a couple of weeks off and then I'm going back to work, it's like you're putting on this mantle again Mm. of toil all over again. Mm. So is there a way to enter into the world's toil mentality with a kingdom rest mindset and heart? That's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah. Can we be right in there, but completely enveloped in rest? Mm -hmm. Bam worthy. (laughs) 
All right. So one thing I've noticed, we humans spend a lot of time trying to come up with things to get rid of toil and labor. We like to invent things to make yes. life easier. You know, I was driving through a town the other day with a lot of horse farms. And I thought that, you horses, everybody just owns you now for sport or fun. But you guys, like, not that long ago, your purpose was work and toil. Mm -hmm. You were only owned to work. Right. And now, look at you, you're a pet. <laughs> <laughs> Same with dogs. They've been bred and trained to work. But now they're pets. But That's now, right. you know, like those border collies, they were trained to herd sheep and all of that. Now, people who own border collies put them in these run through hoops and right. jump through tunnels and go over and all these obstacle courses. And it's this huge competition in the dog world. The dogs love it. Yeah. Leaned more towards fun <laughs> than toil. Yeah. So in all of our striving to get away from work in the fall, animals are benefiting too. <laughs> they are. So I took a look through the top 2023 inventions mm. from Time Magazine. Nice. I looked into the things that happened in 1923. So 100 years ago. Yeah, Bob Barker, Price is Right was born. Really? Three-way stop sign light, red, yellow, green was invented. The electric shaver. The electric shaver was invented in 1923? Apparently. Well, that's a labor-saving device right there. <laughs> yeah. So long you don't give it into the hands of your wife. <laughs> And if you do, men, just communicate very clearly. What your intentions are. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what are the recent, this past year's inventions? Well, there are a lot of them and they're in different categories. Mm. I mean, there are ones in space, there are ones in kitchen, mm. household. It's booming. It's booming. And then there's a whole category on medical, computer and AI. Then there's the outdoor category. And then transportation, and huge is energy. Mm. So, yeah. but anyway, here are a few. There is a company in Israel that have invented something called the Space Top. Space Top? Yep. Space Top is a virtual laptop setup Ooh. on a set of eyeglasses. You put on the glasses, and immediately your entire workspace is in front of you. Mm. You can take it anywhere. It doesn't matter if you're in an airplane or a hotel room. All you need is a hard surface in front of you and you can type on it 120 inch widescreen. Wow. Anywhere you go. Wow. Space Take saver. it with you. Wow. Your own personal giant optimized workspace anytime, anywhere, and it's fully private and it always stays the same. Wow. Well, that makes life a lot easier. You don't have to carry around all your equipment. No, here. just your glasses. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm. All right. How about the Hewlett Packard Frontier? It's a new supercomputer, and it is seven times faster than anything that's out there. The Frontier can calculate more than one quintillion floating point operations per second. They're using it to study everything from black holes to outer space to climate change. Ooh, do we really want to know what's going on with the black hole at the center of the Milky Way? <laughs> I don't know, but there are a lot of pretty amazing things happening in quantum physics right now mm. as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of inventions that are coming out of that whole field that are yes. amazing. The Imagination Station is on fire. Yeah. There's a lot happening. Yeah. We're trying to go beyond our abilities to make our world an easier place to live. Mm. So I'm a musician and Roland has introduced a new classic grand piano. Oh. It honestly looks like the cockpit of a 747. It's a semicircle. Okay. And there's a piano in the bottom of it, which evidently has an authentic grand piano feel, touchscreen 
computer screen in oh front goodness. of it that you can take virtual piano lessons with. Whoa. And when you play it, drone speakers go up into the room Man. to different places in the room and give you virtual sound. <laughs> Don't walk in this room. Ow, what did I just hit? <laughs> what just hit you me? You walked into my drone. <laughs> <laughs> my drone speaker. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Flying drone speakers float above the piano, providing 360-degree surround sound. Wow. Yeah. I saw a little story how Lego this past year has invented Lego for blind people. Braille Lego. Yes, yes I've heard about that. Did you see that? And so I guess they put Braille on the Lego bricks and the Lego bricks have different pegs. Yep. And so they can read the Braille paper and they can read the Braille blocks and they can build Lego creations without sight. Mm. And they're also designed so people who can see have just as much mm. fun with them. NASA has invented something called a Moxie. It's a small device that takes the atmosphere of Mars and makes it into a breathable atmosphere for humans and or animals. So now if you go to Mars, they can make atmosphere out of the atmosphere. And they can also use it as rocket fuel to send spaceships back to the Earth. Oh, so you're not stuck there. You're not stuck. Okay, maybe I'll go for a day. <laughs> as long as you don't leave me up here. I thought you were my friend. Why are you leaving? No. Picture the Mojave Desert, but cold. <laughs> So Kiritas, all of these devices, we've been inventing things since the garden mm. to try to remove the curse. It's that creative aspect of God's image in us, you know, always yeah. wanting to create. It just isn't right how much toil and work we have to do. We've never been content with just keeping it the way it is, always searching for more, yeah. better ways to do things, easier way to do things. Even in the medical field, right? The curse brought... Of course, viruses and all kinds of stuff on the earth. Mm. So we figure out ways to try to get rid of them. So all of these things, they're all aimed in the one direction, right? Mm -hmm. Inner yearning of the heart to be in the garden, not even knowing that that's what we're yearning for. Right. It's that place that he destined us to live in of rest and peace and oneness and union with him. Shall we put some, like, as you say, let's make this legal and add some Bible? <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> Okay, Cretus, we're going back to Genesis. Okay, flipping my pages backwards. Genesis 3. Okay, 1, 2, 3. three. Verse 17. To Adam, God said, because you listened to your wife, hmm, you ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. So cursed is the ground because of you. And then it says, through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> well, great. What did we just land ourselves into here? Mm -hmm. So you see it. This wasn't God's original intent. This no. was all a result of the fall. That's right. So we've normalized this. This is normal. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can make it a little better, but it's actually not his original intent. The word curse in Hebrew means set apart for punishment or misery. The ground is set apart for misery. So I often wonder, the ground that we walk on now, can it be redeemed from that curse? And it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. There's also specific language in here that says, by the sweat of your brow. So it talks about your brow. And then if you go to John... Then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his brow. Ooh. So here at the beginning, it says the ground's going to produce 
thorns and thistles. You're going to eat your food by the sweat of your brow. And then that crown of thorns was made out of those same thorns and thistles, and they put it on Jesus' brow. Whoa, Dean, what? So did Jesus take that curse, and did he lift it? Did he pay the price for it? Did he make a way for us to be free from the curse that came on the ground and that came on the earth because of what we did? What's that scripture about all creation yearns for the Mm -hmm. sons to be revealed? Yeah, there you go. Whoa, receive it and believe it. So is there something that we can walk into here Mm. that can release the earth where we're concerned and the ground that we step our foot on from this curse? So you sprinkle your tomato seeds this spring. All right, guys, you're going to be magnificent, and they are. (laughs) There you go. Effortlessly. Whoa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Jesus made a way for this thing to be gone. Wow. So the curse upon us, the curse of the ground, us having to toil it now. Yep. Jesus takes all of that, including the toil. Yep. Wow. And frees us from that toil. Hmm. But we are still stuck in a world system that very much believes in toil. And so everywhere that we go, we run into a mindset of toil. We need to be untangled. We need to shake off the dust of toil from our life. So Jesus did it. He definitely brought us back to a place where toil should not be part of our life anymore, at least for a son and daughter of the kingdom. Mm. It's funny because it says that we sow and we reap in the kingdom, but it says that the angels are the reapers. It says that in Matthew. So we sow. We sow. They reap. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I think the mindset of rest being the rescue, okay, I need to go rest, versus rest being the rhythm that shift. Just a second. What did you just say? <laughs> the mindset of rest being our rescue versus rest being our rhythm. Okay, that's a mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> that wow. was huge. That was huge. Yeah. Bounced on the floor and everything. So dramatic. Very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yep. So rest is not our rescue, but rest should be our rhythm. Yeah. Rest is meant to be our default mode, mm. where we live from. After God created everything, he rested. So once everything was created, the period after that was rest. Mm-hmm. It still is. God ceased from his labors, and he hasn't picked them back up since. Mm. And Jesus, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He doesn't say, soak in it for a while, you know, feel rejuvenated, and then go back out and burn out and feel exhausted. There's no come to me, then leave, then come to me, then leave. It's what if we stay there, Dean? <laughs> we do need to stay there. We're entering a new year. Well, we're already a month into it almost. But one of the words for 2024 is rest. Start finding the rhythm of rest. Rhythm of rest. Thinking back to all of the ministry work that I've experienced, I think very little of it was done out of rest. There was always so much striving. This mentality that you would sacrifice family, you would sacrifice Mm -hmm. everything for the work of the ministry. And it produced burnout after burnout after burnout. I don't know what the statistics are, but there are thousands of ministry workers and pastors leaving their jobs every week. When in reality, when people hear that you landed this job, you get to be a pastor. Like It should be the world's top job. But we've turned it into something 
outside of this beautiful place of rest where it's toil and burnout and people pleasing, I think, and expectations. But something's off when you're feeling exhausted or burnt out from it. Something's off when we feel exhausted or burnt out from anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of things that need to happen because a lot of people work for companies or people who have a toil mindset. They believe that that's what they hired you for. They hired you to labor and to give them a product and that's why they pay you. So if you're going to go and work in that environment, that's what the expectations are from them. However, there is no reason why you couldn't do that particular job under the strength of heaven. Mm. Even if that was the requirement in the end, if we come to heaven with all of the different things that happen and let heaven help us, let the angels be there to help us, Mm. let everything be done in the flow of rest, we should be able to work in that environment staying in the rest of heaven Mm. and the rest of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can be in a industry that reeks of chaos and busyness and stress and have a busy workload, but be in a place of rest Mm -hmm. the whole time. And then there's another thing for some people, you might actually need to pray about a different assignment. Mm. If there is just an unrealistic expectation that is absolutely impossible to do, or there's such a mindset from your supervisors, they won't allow you to Mm. do it in that mm. kind of uh, environment. I believe the Father could give you a different environment to work in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we can understand that in smaller terms. If we notice things in our life that are taking the attention of our heart off of the Father, TV shows or social media, whatever it is, we can so easily make a rationale to cut that out of our life. Yes. But what about if it's something big, as yeah. we think as big? What if the big things we stop seeing as so big? It's my career. I've worked 14 years to get this job or whatever. Mm -hmm. What if it's all for the glory of God? So it's just as powerful stepping away from that job as turning off that account that's distracting you. Right. But we make the job part of our identity and such an important thing in our life when he's supposed to be just everything. You have to realize something. Even in the Garden of Eden, the man had a job. He was the landscaper. Mm-hmm. There was still something for them to do, mm-hmm. but it wasn't doing it out of toil. Toil is not good. Work is good mm. if it's done in the strength and the rest of heaven. Yeah. So we're not saying go out and quit your job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what we are saying is untether yourself from toil mm. mm-hmm. because toil will take its toil <laughs> on your life. Mm-hmm. It will shorten your life. It will cause stress. It will cause health problems. It will take you down. Hmm. Eventually, you won't be able to work anymore. There's no place for that in our lives. That's not the way we're supposed to be living. Mm -hmm. If you find yourself in that position, come to the Father and ask Him what you should do about it. He will give you an answer. Kritas, you have some verses in Hebrews. I know you're Um, very excited to read. So excited to read. Yeah. Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4 is an amazing chapter. Yeah. I brought my Passion Translation as well. Okay. There are a lot of verses about rest in Hebrews 4. It's a rest chapter. Yes. So Hebrews 3 sort of ends it. Israelites coming out of Egypt. and Well, what was happening there is that God was trying to bring them out of labor, out of slavery, 
and he was trying to bring them into a promised land or a place of rest. Mm. So the whole journey was from slave labor to rest. That was their journey. That was the direction that they were going. And I believe that it starts talking at the very end of chapter three about how they actually didn't enter that rest. Yeah. Yeah, but what about, are you telling me kind of, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So he says, it is clear that they could not enter into their inheritance of rest because they wrapped their hearts in unbelief. So belief and rest are so tied together. They're so closely related, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We believe is goodness, regardless of what we're experiencing or suffering even, whatever it's going on in our life, and we just choose to believe him. It's a doorway mm-hmm. into huge things. So those who first heard the good news of deliverance failed to enter into that realm of faith's rest because of their unbelieving hearts. Yet the fact remains that we still have the opportunity to enter into the faith rest life and experience the fulfillment of the promise. A faith rest lifestyle. Oh. That has to be entered by believing because if we do not believe there was a curse on our planet, but Jesus removed that curse and he redeemed us or he bought back everything that was lost and then he placed us in a position where we could actually live a lifestyle of rest that's a pretty radical mm, thought yeah it goes so counter grain to everything that our world tells us mm-hmm. our world tells us work work mm-hmm. work toil 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 we're okay with one day okay we can do one day of rest there you go but then we kind of take it to the extreme you know <laughs> but listen to what he says here in colossians 2 Sabbaths were a shadow of things to come, but the substance is of Christ. So even the Sabbath was just a shadow of the reality of rest we have in Christ. Mm, That's so good. I heard Bill Johnson say one time, in the kingdom, every year is the year of Jubilee. Every day is a Sabbath and every hour is happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Yes. It's good. Even Hebrews 10 said something about it being a shadow. For the law, having a shadow of the good things to come and not the very image of the things, can never with the same sacrifices year after year make those who approach perfect. So even the law is actually just a shadow. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. My thoughts are going to Jesus. He talks a lot, especially in the book of John, about the works that the Father has prepared for me. Mm. I work the works that the Father has given me to do, Mm -hmm. or I've come to do the works of the Father. Mm -hmm. So he's constantly talking about the works of the Father. So if you take that in the context of toil, you could be left thinking that we're supposed to work for the kingdom in that Mm -hmm. way. But there are a couple of verses in Hebrews 4 that talks about that. In Hebrews 4, verse 4, it says, The works of God were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has said somewhere concerning the seventh day, and God rested on the seventh day from all of his works. Evidently, God did everything that he was going to do in six days, including lining up for each one of us, our entire past, present, and future, Mm. and all of the works that we would do. Mm. Ephesians, there's a verse that talks about that. Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship. Mm. So he created us as a work. We are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works, Mm. 
which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. Mm. So evidently, when God was working, creating the earth and creating our world in those six days, he created the works that we would walk in. Mm. So they're already there, pre-made, and all we need to do is sync up with heaven Yes. And sync up with the lifestyle of heaven. Mm-hmm. Sync up our existence with heaven. And our timeline needs to come in alignment with heaven so that wherever we go, these works are sitting there for us to find and to do. Yes. And those things, when we do them in the timing of heaven, there's no toil in them. Mm. They're already done before the foundation of the earth. Yes. The Father already laid them. It's like I'm seeing in my mind right now a pathway with stepping stones, all pre-laid out for us. Each one of these stones is a work of God. Mm. And as we go along, we need to just step on those stones. Mm -hmm. We see them. That's why we need to go up. Mm. That's why we need to be going up to heaven, Mm. finding out what those works are, because that's what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. That's the way he did it. Mm -hmm. He ascended into heaven. He found out what the works of God were for him that day or that season, Mm -hmm. and he did those things. Yeah, I hear from heaven and I say what the Father is saying. Mm-hmm. I see into heaven and I do what the Father is doing. The works that he has for me, I do. And then he said in one place, and night comes when no one can work. Mm. So it's up to us to sync up and to be in sync with heaven so that we understand what the works of heaven are that are prepared for us in that particular day yes. or that particular season. Mm-hmm. When it comes to work, when it comes to doing things for the kingdom, mm-hmm. that's how effortless it's supposed to be. Mm. Whether you're in a law firm or cleaning the toilet in the law firm, whatever you're doing, it doesn't really matter. Being able to figure out how to access what he's already called you to. Yes. What is your assignment? Yeah. What has he prepared for you? What are the mm-hmm. things he's got for you that day? And you start recognizing it more and more the more you access heaven and the more you access his heart on things. It just starts clicking and becoming easier. I think at the beginning, maybe, if you're very used to a toil mindset, but I think there comes this point where it's such a smooth flow that you take that step and you feel it slightly off and you just know, nope. It should be instinctual. Yeah. If we are really in two places at once, if we really are multidimensional, And if we live from heaven to earth, we should be able to find out from heaven what the works are, because today we're talking about work and works and toil. There's no residue of toil in the works of heaven that are prepared for us. Yeah, just light, love, any kingdom aromas. (laughs) God has prepared work for us. It was done way long time ago. Mm. We just need to find out what it is and walk in it, Mm -hmm. because we are his workmanship. Wow. Yeah, it reminds me of when he talks about peace leading you. When you're in the presence of peace and you're just letting peace lead you. I remember when I was in university, this is a time of your life when you're picking what career you're going to go into and what work you're going to do, what made sense, you know, what I was encouraged to pursue, go into sciences, opens the doors, yada, yada, went into it. The peace wasn't there. And I remember feeling this discontentment, just knowing it wasn't right. This was before I really had a relationship with the Lord, but I had prayed. I said, I know I haven't prayed a long, 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 long time, but so I probably don't deserve an answer. I remember saying that, but I don't know what to do. It's just feeling horrible and I haven't even started yet. And I felt what I know now is the Holy Spirit drawing me 
to this room that it had. Oh, that's right. You told me there was a, a syllabus on a yeah. on your record player. And I opened it and just opened to nursing. Right. And it was like this overwhelming sense of peace. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So I applied for the program, bomb the interview. Why do you want to be a nurse? I don't know. <laughs> do you know what nurses do? No. Do you know any nurses? No. Have you ever been in a hospital? No. Like <laughs> just bombed it. <laughs> But got it. And working in critical care is busy and intense. And you see the stress and angst in it. But I always felt this peace and joy in it. I met peace and contentment and joy in a very chaotic, stressful, angst-filled environment. Right? It didn't make sense what I was walking in. And I didn't understand it even back then. In hindsight, I see what he was doing. And I see the opportunities. And I see the kingdom work happening. So anyways, I learned from that just to trust where peace leads me. And it gets easier as you start to understand our oneness with him even and how connected we are and how much he wants to be involved in every part of our life. We have to realize where we go, he goes. Mm -hmm. And where he goes, we go. He's in us. So when we go to work, he goes there too. Mm -hmm. And everything that we feel, he feels. He's not unsympathetic to the feelings of our weakness. He knows because he's in us. Yeah. So everything that we experience, he experiences. Mm-hmm. It's very important that we are placed in the right assignment and the right place. Mm-hmm. I like to look at work and employment situations not as a job, but as an assignment. Mm, yeah. And if the father changes the assignment, make sure that you go with a new assignment. Yeah. I want you to bring glory to me here. It's not, I'm this and creating an identity around that job and it's who I am. It's first thing you ask someone, what do you do for a living? Because we've created this identity around it. And then when you don't do something that society calls an important job, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. But what if you have that understanding that everything is to bring glory to God? So it doesn't matter if he calls you from way up here, way down here in the world's mind. Both places you bring glory to God. So long you're on assignment. Mm. I always say, I actually don't work for my employer. Mm. I work for the kingdom, and I'm on assignment from the kingdom to be there while the assignment lasts. Mm-hmm. Wow, That's the way it should be for all of us. Yeah. Just a bit further down in Hebrews, it says, So there remains a Sabbath rest for mm. the people of God. For the one who has entered this rest has himself rested from his works, even as God did from his. Hmm. Therefore, let us be diligent. In some translations, it says we need to labor to enter into Mm. that rest. Yes, We're only allowed to labor for one thing, to enter (laughs) Mm. into rest so that no one will fall. Mm. So if you're feeling out of the rhythm of rest... It's worth the effort to get back into that rhythm. Absolutely. (laughs) Because that's where we're destined to live from and where we're meant to be. If we don't live in that rhythm, it says that we will fall through following the same example of disobedience and unbelief. Mm. So by not living in that place of rest, we go into a place of unbelief and we are vulnerable to all kinds of things happening Mm. in our lives that shouldn't be there in the life of a kingdom person. I remember feeling this one point in my life, Blake was not doing well and really struggling in the school system and his health and everything. And I was working at that point. I'd gone part-time. We were trying to make it work, you know, keep the finances at a certain level, keep our jobs. You know, I'd gone to university for six years to get this type of degree. And it got to this point where there was no peace and we went on another (laughs) pilgrimage. (laughs) 
down to Bethel, actually. Mm-hmm. We felt so out of peace that we just hopped in the car. We drove from BC down to Northern California for a weekend for one Sunday morning service because we felt God was like, you just need to get out of here for a sec and reset. People thought we were nuts. I'm not even, <laughs> not even telling you, like, what? You're going down for a day, right? Because it takes a few days to drive down there. I've done that. A few days to drive back. Yeah, so we went down for one service. And I even remember a lady that we met there was like, oh, are you down for a week? Are you on a holiday? We're like, nope, just here for the service. You drove down from Canada to come to church this morning? Yeah, you know, when you say it like that, it sounds a little crazier. I think it encouraged her. Like, I could barely get my out of bed this morning, but you drove from Canada to get here. But anyways, we left and, you know... Sometimes it's not these explosions of fireworks and this obvious answer or a vision. But the night we got home, God spoke to me very clearly. He just said, you can leave your job. It's not your identity. And you can take care of this kid in my name. He spoke these powerful words to me. And it was hard for people close to me in my life who loved me and encouraged me all along, right? And who saw how much work it took to get this career and how established I was in it. And it was very hard for them to see me just release it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it wasn't hard because it brought me back into alignment of rest. And I continued nursing in other ways, just didn't get paid or recognized for it. But it really was the assignment of heaven at that time led me to a different place. And yes, in worldly standards, it was a sacrifice or whatever, but it wasn't. It was just, here's my assignment now. We've been in rest in a chaotic experience. We want to know what the Father's saying. Mm -hmm about everything, every step of the way, every decision we make. That's the way it is. In heaven, there is no labor. In heaven, there is no toil. I'm thinking of a verse in Revelation where it speaks about those who die in Christ, and it says they will no longer have toil. They will cease from their labor. Hmm. So it's like that in heaven. And if we want it to be on earth as it is in heaven, we need to find the rhythm and the assignment of heaven Hmm. and go with that. Yes, So today, I think what we wanted to talk about was the fact that toil and labor came on our planet because of the fall. We wanted to mention that work is not a bad thing because even in the garden, there was work. Mm -hmm. However, the toil and the labor that's connected to it does not have to be part of our lives. Mm. Jesus actually took a crown of thorns on his brow to free us from the curse of the ground that said we will eat our food from the sweat of our brow. So are you telling me that we can go into work on Monday with an expectancy that it doesn't have to be as hard as it is? Okay, God, this isn't easy. This is a lot of work and effort, but you took the toil. So I have hope and anticipation that this isn't always the way it's going to be. Yes, I think there probably are a few steps involved. If we are living under toil, I think the first thing that we need to do Monday morning, like you say, is go into work and say, okay, Father, I'm acknowledging that I am under toil here. I'm also acknowledging that I see in your word that you lifted that toil from the life of the sons and the daughters of the kingdom. And so I am asking you to show me how to do what I'm doing now without the toil. Hmm. I'm asking for the wind of heaven to be behind me And either this is going to become a place of no toil or else we're going to get me a new assignment Mm, (laughs) one way or the other because (laughs) I am not staying in the toil Mm. any longer. Mm. It's not supposed to be part of my life. Resensitizing yourself back to the norm. 
Let's not normalize toil. Mm-hmm. Let's not normalize labor. Mm-hmm. Even if everybody around you does, even That's if the right. entire culture, but we are not of this culture. We are ambassadors of a different realm here to represent that realm, not assimilate and become exactly like this one. Exactly. We normalize way too much here and it's okay, but it's just recognizing that that's not. (laughs) That's BAM worthy again. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Yeah. If he says, come to me and I will give you rest, then coming to him will have rest. That's right. Period. Don't normalize toil in your life. Mm -hmm. Do not normalize labor and eating our bread from the sweat of our brow Mm. as part of the life of a son or a daughter of the kingdom. It's not supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. Is it even a possibility to burn out in rest? No. So we've normalized burnout. Not only have we normalized it, we've glorified it. We've glorified burnout. We've created programs and almost like a cultural mindset around burnout and accepting it and normalizing it, but you can't burn out in rest. So that's just a red flag that you're not walking in the level up that the Lord wants you or has destined you to walk into. I feel like if you're repeatedly coming up against cycles of burnout in your own life, and then you say, oh, I feel like I'm at a place of burnout, I'm going to have to retreat. So you retreat for a while and then you go back at it again and you come against that cycle again. If you're fighting cyclical burnout, you are not living in the rest of heaven. Mm -hmm. All you're doing is you're mitigating the labor and the toil of the earth, bring it down a notch and then let it go up again and bring it down. All you're doing is you're managing the Mm -hmm. toil of this earth. Mm -hmm. You're not kicking the toil of this earth to the curb. Yeah and entering into rest. Yeah. You know, I've noticed that in my own life a lot too. Being a caregiver for someone who needs full-time care, you get respite. And the way that respite works from the government is for someone to come in and do your job for you for a period of time so you can get away. And people always say, are you taking care of yourself? Are you getting away? When was the last time you got away? But it's just, I realize that I'm not in the same place as the rest of the world because I don't need to get away. And it's not that I'm stronger, it's that I'm in rest. Even in chaos, because of Jesus being from the kingdom mindset, when you live in rest, you don't need the respite as an escape. I don't actually need it to energize me and revitalize me. That's a really good point. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to manage the amount of toil and stress by -hmm. giving you a break, a break away from it, but then you're mm-hmm. going to go right back to it again. And then you come right back in. And that's exactly yeah. what is the norm. That is the in norm. The world. And there's no shame in it. I think people feel ashamed when they burn out and break down in these circumstances because you do love the people you're taking care of and you are trying your best. But anytime it's coming outside of new creation life and our position in Christ, you will burn out and you'll be exhausted. And that's normal outside of the Kainos life. Yeah. But in the new creation, Kainos life, it's a whole new reality of everything. Rest really is consistent in heaven. That is the atmosphere. The kingdom lifestyle of rest. It's all about the atmosphere. But now there yet remains a Sabbath rest Mm. for the people of God, for the sons and daughters of the kingdom, and we enter it through belief and faith. Mm -hmm. I think that's where we want to leave it today, Caritas. Yeah. But I think I would like to pray over our listeners and those watching today. If you are in a situation where you find yourself even coming out of maybe a a wonderful Christmas break, 
but you feel that weight coming back on you again as you go back to work a month in and it's already back as much as it was before. Mm. I just want to first say to you, this is not your job. This is an assignment. Mm. You are on assignment from the kingdom of heaven. You are a son. You are a daughter of the kingdom. You don't work for anybody. You work for the kingdom. Mm. And those works have been prepared for you before the beginning of time that you should walk in them. Mm. Those stones in front of you, those stepping stones, find those. The rhythm of the rest and the peace of heaven. That's where you need to live. That's where I need to live. So I pray over you right now in the name of Jesus that the Father will bring you to a place of a lifestyle of rest that he'll show you where it is that you're supposed to be if you're not in the right place and that he will release you from toil because Jesus redeemed us from that curse. He took that crown of thorns on his brow and he eradicated it. And so in Jesus' name, I release on you right now the rest of heaven. Mm. And I release upon you a divine sinking with the will of heaven over your life, which is good and perfect and acceptable. Mm. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Yes. Have an amazing rest-filled week. Mm -hmm. And we pray the blessings of heaven over you. Be empowered to prosper in heaven's way. In Jesus' name. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.